The scripture reading for today comes from the book of Revelation, chapter 5, verses 1 through 14. Then I saw in the right hand of the one seated on the throne a scroll written on the inside and on the back, sealed with seven seals. And I saw a mighty angel proclaiming with a loud voice, Who is worthy to open the scroll and break its seals? And no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll or to look into it. And I began to weep bitterly because no one was found worthy to open the scroll or to look into it. Then one of the elders said to me, Do not weep. See, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has conquered, so that he can open the scroll and its seven seals. Then I saw between the throne and the four living creatures and among the elders a lamb standing as if it had been slaughtered having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God, sent out unto all the earth. He went and took the scroll from the right hand of the one who was seated on the throne. When he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the twenty-four elders fell before the Lamb, each holding a harp and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. They sing a new song. You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals. For you were slaughtered, and by your blood you ransomed for God, saints from every tribe and language and people and nation. You have made them to be a kingdom and priest serving our God. And they will reign on earth. Then I looked, and I heard the voice of many angels surrounding the throne, and the living creatures and the elders. They numbered myriads of myriads and thousands of thousands, singing with full voice, Worthy is the Lamb that was slaughtered to receive power and wealth and wisdom and might, and honor and glory and blessing. Then I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and in the sea and all that is in them singing to the one seated on the throne and to the lamb be blessing and honor and glory and might forever and ever. And the four living creatures said, Amen. And the elders fell down and worshiped. This is the word of our Lord. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Lord, you have gathered us here today that we could bring praise and glory to your name, that we can worship you. And Lord, you have a message for us today, so we ask that you open our ears that we may hear, and open our hearts and our minds that we may take your message into ourselves. This we ask in your name. Amen. The book of Revelation 
is not usually the book we turn to when we talk about the resurrection of our Savior and Redeemer, Jesus Christ. We usually tend to turn to one of the four Gospels. But it is the happenings in the book of Revelation that are made possible by the resurrection. Revelation talks about the end times of the world as we now know it. And without the resurrection of our Savior Jesus Christ, God's plan for, this end of the, for the end of this old earth would not be possible. The scroll that John sees is the scroll that contains God's plan for the end of this world. In John's day, books were written on scrolls, which were pieces of papyrus or vellum up to 30 feet long. And they were made so that they could be rolled up and sealed with either wax or with clay. <clears throat> now we know that it is God who is seated on the throne from John's description in the previous chapter, chapter 4. The fact that this scroll has seven seals shows us just how important this particular scroll really is. The seals are located throughout the scroll so that as each one is broken, another part of the scroll can be read to reveal another part of God's judgment on the, for the end of the world. A mighty angel in a loud voice asked, Who is worthy to break the seals and open the scroll? No one in either heaven or earth steps forward. And John weeps. We can see that John was very emotional. And we can only imagine what was going through John's mind as the scripture does not really tell us. Perhaps he was thinking that after all that had happened, that it just wasn't good enough. That perhaps after all the ministry that Jesus did, that it was all in vain. After all that he had suffered, being whipped, beaten, and crucified, that it didn't mean anything. Perhaps John was thinking that the failure to find a Redeemer meant that this earth would stay in its curse and is doomed forever to death. <coughs> It meant that death, sin, damnation, and hell would reign forever and ever. And the sovereignty of God's earth would remain forever in Satan's hands. Perhaps we too should weep for all the mess that we have created on this earth, for all the wrongs that we have done that we can never repay. 
John understood the significance of the scroll and the great need to open it and to read its contents. The horrors of sin, sickness, murder, death, and all the warping of all the things that God had intended for good would continue for all eternity if it were not for the sacrifice of Christ on the cross. One of the elders now comes to John and says, Do not weep. See, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has triumphed. He is able to open the scroll and its seven seals. This is why the resurrection is so important. Without the resurrection, there would be no one worthy enough to set into motion God's plan to destroy the old sinful world and to usher in the new heavens and the new earth. Without the resurrection, we would be trapped in our sins forever with no hope of being able to redeem ourselves. Only Christ has conquered sin, death, hell, and Satan himself. So only he can be trusted with the world's future. John looks up, expecting to see a ferocious lion, one that is mighty and all-powerful. But instead, he sees a little lamb, looking as if it had been slaughtered. The stripes from the whips that tore his flesh can still be seen. The bruises from the beatings are still there. The blood from his crown of thorns is very visible. All the wounds inflicted on Jesus' body during his trial and crucifixion can still be seen. This is the lamb that was sacrificed for you and me to pay for our many sins. These are the wounds that we put on Jesus' body. All of John's doubts are now erased, for there is one who is worthy to take the scroll from God's hand. This lamb, meek and mild, is the only one who is worthy enough to break the seven seals and to open the scroll that contains the judgments that will come upon this earth. Jesus Christ is pictured as both a lion, symbolizing his power and authority, and as a lamb, which symbolizes his submission to God's will. Christ the Lamb was the only perfect sacrifice for all the sins of mankind. The only one who can save us from the terrible events revealed by the scroll. 
by his crucifixion and resurrection, he defeated all the forces of evil. He won the greatest battle of all, the role of Christ the Lion will be to lead the battle where Satan is finally defeated for all times. And he will be victorious because of what Christ the Lamb has already done. Even though the marks of his sacrifice were evident, the Lamb is not presented as an object of pity. He also bore the marks of omnipotence, seven horns, and omniscience, seven eyes. What a figure that must have been. A slain lamb who has the marks of omniscience and omnipotence. Throughout the scriptures, eyes suggest knowledge and wisdom, and horns suggest power. This lamb has knowledge, wisdom, and power perfectly fulfilled. Seven horns and seven eyes, the number of perfection. Then he came and took the scroll from the right hand of him who sat on the throne. No created being was found worthy to take the scroll. But this little lamb can take it. His rank, his character, and his ability to take that scroll and open it has been forever demonstrated by his work on the cross. Only by his crucifixion and resurrection is he worthy to break the seven seals, and open the scroll and setting into motion the redemption of the world. He was killed, but now he lives in God's strength and power. By his lowly submission to God's will, you and I are saved from an eternity of damnation. Now when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the twenty-four elders fell down before the Lamb, each having a harp and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. Their response was immediate. They fell down in praise of the Lamb instantaneously without any hesitation whatsoever. High-ranking angels and lowly redeemed man joined together to worship the Lamb, each having a harp. Here we see that worship in heaven is accompanied by music, and so should our worship also be. With their golden bowls full of incense, the elders presented the prayers of the saints. In this, we can see how precious the prayers of the saints 
our prayers are to God. He regards them as a sweet-smelling incense. Now the connection between prayer and incense is shown in the Psalms 141, verse 2, where it says, Let my prayer be set before you as incense, the lifting up of my hands as the evening sacrifice. Incense has a pleasing aroma. It ascends to heaven. But it needs fire before it is of any use. When we pray, our hearts should be on fire for our Savior. We should be burning with a desire to converse with our Heavenly Father. In verses 9 and 10, the elders and the four living creatures now sing a new song, praising the Lamb, for only He is worthy of such praise. In verses 11 and 12, they are joined by the voices of many angels, thousand upon thousand, myriads upon myriads of angels. What a beautiful sound that should be. In verse 13, they are joined by every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and in the sea. Someday, all believers will be united together to sing the praises of our Lord and Savior. Someday, you and I will join them in raising our songs and praises to the one we love. If we put all our belief and trust in him, as our Savior. People from every nation will be joining in with great songs of praise. God's message of salvation and eternal life is not limited to just any one specific culture, race, or country. Anyone who comes before God with true repentance in their hearts will be accepted into his kingdom. Christ welcomes all people into his kingdom, and he loves them all. Jesus has already died and paid the penalty for our sins. He is now gathering his people into his kingdom. And he is making us priest. In the future, when we are in heaven, we will reign on this earth with him. We should worship God and praise him for what he has done. For what he is doing right now. And for what he will do for all who put their trust in him. When we realize the glorious future that awaits each and every one of us, we should be filled with love and adoration for our Savior and our Redeemer, Jesus Christ.
Amen. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, you sent your Son, Jesus Christ, to be our Savior and our Redeemer. And we are sorry for the sins, for the wounds that we have put upon him. Lord, accept our true repentance, repentance that comes from the bottom of our hearts. Lord, we look forward to the day when we may become your priest and when we can reign with you over all the earth. We look forward with gladness in our hearts to that glorious day. In your name we pray, amen. And now, as you go out into the world this week, remember that Jesus Christ, your Savior and your Redeemer, has died for you, that he has paid the penalty for your sins. So go out and be forgiven for all those that have wronged you, just as we have wronged Jesus Christ. Be forgiving and show your love to all you meet. Go now to serve your neighbor and to serve your Lord with love. Amen.